0: Good morning my friends, welcome to another beautiful day and another beautiful book. We have moved past 1st and 2nd Thessalonians and now we are moving into the next letters that Paul wrote. 1st and 2nd Corinthians. But before we do, let's set the stage a little bit. So remember when Paul first founded the church in Thessalonica. Remember that's in modern day Greece, just like Corinth, where the letters to the Corinthians was written too. When he founded the church at Thessalonica, it was likely around that year AD 51 or 52. He was on his second missionary journey, and you remember the hostility he faced there. Well, after that time, when he was chased out of the city, he actually spent some time down in Athens and then made his way to Corinth, again in modern day Greece. And that's where we are going to dive in. Because after he left Thessalonica being pushed out with such violence and spent some time in Athens where his words really weren't received as well as he expected, now he's in Corinth. So let's dive in and take a look at how this church was founded so we can understand the culture to which he is writing these letters. So we are in Acts chapter 18 verse 1 and I'm reading from the ESV. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a Jew named Achilla, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And when he went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. So already we see that Corinth is, you know, getting pretty close to the heart of the Roman Empire. And there are both Jews and Greeks who are present in this city. And he made friends with Achilla and Priscilla, and he was able to stay with them, to work with them, and to do life and ministry with them. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, because remember, we talked about this, Silas and Timothy were there when Paul wrote the letter to the Thessalonians, and that is why we believe that that letter was actually written during this time while Paul was in Corinth. So the last two letters we read, he was likely writing right now when Silas and Timothy were with him in the city. So just to give a little bit of context to make all of these connections, and it is at this time that he is founding this church, growing this church, building the foundation as he is sharing with these Jews and Greeks, the good news of Jesus, that, that they hadn't heard before that Jesus came and died for our sins and that he lived again. Something they would have thought was totally crazy, totally outlandish, and he was here to share it with them, to build a church, even as he was writing to the church he just built and planted in Thessalonica. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, modern-day Greece, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. Because remember, the Jews, they knew a Messiah was coming. They just didn't put two and two together that the Messiah was actually Jesus, flesh and blood Jesus who died for them. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. So it's so interesting. We see that although, yes, he was accepted by some of the Jews, specifically Priscilla and Achilla, a lot of the Jews rejected him. They reviled him and they kicked him out. They didn't want him around anymore. So it's good to keep that in mind that in, even in this, you know, this Roman city, Even the Jews were hostile to the message that he was bringing, that Jesus was the promised one, that Jesus was the answer, the solution to everything they had been searching for. And yet, even though he brought that good news, they cast him out and they wanted nothing to do with them. So now he is out here preaching primarily to the Greeks, living right next door and preaching right next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. Isn't that beautiful? Even though there was pushback and hostility, here many people are believing. Even the ruler of the synagogue next door, he believes, he knows the Lord. So many people are believing in being baptized. And this is the birth of the church at Corinth. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. So we see he was in Corinth for 18 months. Again, when he had time to write those letters the 1st and 2nd Thessalonians that we just went through. And as he's here, many people are believing. We see that God is just pouring in encouragement to him. Not only are people believing and being baptized, but he set him this vision. Don't be afraid. Go on speaking for I am with you. And he just spoke to him words of protection, of encouragement, of who he is and his calling. And I think that's so beautiful because I believe that more than likely the church in Thessalonica would have been probably pretty um discouraging as he is literally chased out of the city in violence and then in Athens when really his word wasn't absorbed and and accepted like he was expecting that people were were not open to him they were mocking him and it's so cool to see how God even in the midst of that discouragement, was able to say, I'm here to encourage you. And Paul didn't stop. He didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel and go home just because he was discouraged, but he kept on following God's call and God kept on showing up and he kept on encouraging and he kept on like showing up through his word so that people were believing they were being baptized. And it's beautiful to see the fruit. That happened because Paul was faithful even in the midst of discouragement. Continuing on, but when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, so he was kind of like the the judge of the area, so he was a Roman judge set to, you know, keep watch, keep things... Operating smoothly in that area. So, when he, Gallio, was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. So, they're getting so hostile, the Jews, towards Paul, that now they're straight up attacking him and, like, basically bringing him to court, trying to get him arrested, trying to get him killed, trying to get him thrown out, whatever it may be. It's a straight up attack. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio, remember this is the proconsul, the judge, the guy in charge, said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. And they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Gallio paid no attention to any of this. So basically, Gallio is like, this isn't a Roman law thing. This, nothing violent has happened. You're not breaking any Roman laws. It's all just religious law. That's on you. Y'all deal with it. And he kicks him out. And so again, we see Paul is protected here in Corinth. Just like the vision had said, he's like, keep on speaking. No one's going to be able to attack and harm you. Just like God promised. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria and with him, Priscilla and Achilla. So he stayed there for about 18 months. He wrote those letters to the church in Thessalonica that he had just planted before this, and now he is setting sail again. This is the birth of the church that the Corinthian letters are written to. We see it is a place both of great acceptance, but also great turmoil and great hostility and great unwelcomeness in their culture. So we wanna keep that in mind as we are going through these books. And this church was planted on his second missionary journey. So then several years later, five or six years later, when he goes back out on his third missionary journey, back out to Ephesus. That is when Paul writes the letters back to the churches in Corinth. And that's where we get 1 Corinthians. So it was planted after the church in Thessalonica on his second missionary journey, and then he wrote the letters on his third missionary journey while he was staying in Ephesus. So I know that's a lot of context, but it's good stuff for us to know as we are getting ready to dive in. So I will see you tomorrow morning.